0: Welcome to the TV show show. It's a show where we discuss TV shows I'm thoroughly. Brit- thoroughly. I'm Brittany. Hi.
1: I'm Rob Schulte. I stepped on your name there for a moment. How embarrassing
0: and rude. On top of it, that
1: very rude. <laughs> I think we should let the listeners in on something. You know, we're a few episodes deep. Like, what is this? This is scheduled to be episode eight? Yeah. Something like
0: that? Somewhere around there.
1: Have not launched to the public yet. No. But I think we need to let them in on a little secret. I'll be visiting Los Angeles next week. And I should say that I think the listeners are in for a treat for the episode we're going to record there.
0: Yeah. So our next episode is going to be really good. But this one, you know, you're just going to have to deal with it in the meantime.
1: (laughs) No, this, this... (laughs) (laughs) This episode is like seeing the birthday present Yes Wanting to open the birthday present That's right Next episode will be the birthday present You can ride your bike for 15 minutes Before you go play the video games again
0: That's right Hey, so you told me that you had some observations About home improvement Do you want to share that later? Or
1: I think I said reservations
0: Oh, reservations
1: (laughs) No, I'm just kidding (laughs) Yeah, I have many observations, Brittany. Lots and lots and lots. Not all needed to be said up here at the top. I will say some of them during the episode. But I will say this. They have a lot of weird cliches and TV tropes that I think they try and flip in episodes. But of course, the shows still have to reset for the next episode. But Jill is like a very powerful character 90% of the time on this show. Yet any chance that they want her to cook, she's a bad cook. Like, she's not dumb. And if you read a recipe, it's like she can't read. You know, it's like she tries and tries and tries to read these recipes and the tomatoes still taste like glue.
0: Yeah, I actually, that's one of my pet peeves when people tell me that they just can't cook or they just can't bake. I'm like, you read and then you do the instructions. There's like... You can't be bad at following directions, can you? Yeah. But then I try to follow a makeup tutorial on YouTube, and I'm like, well, I'm bad.
1: (laughs) Poking your eyes out.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, you know, maybe some people really are bad at cooking, and maybe that's Jill's weakness, her one weakness.
1: I wonder how many people are in the writer's room for this show. Probably something we should research Wonder if any of them are women. No. And if any of those women would have been like, this is so fucking stupid.
0: I would venture to guess that there are not women in the writer's room. But who knows? Well, I guess we could look it up. Yeah, you're right.
1: Well, how about we have the listeners look it up for us? Yeah,
0: look it up. Let us know. Then we'll talk about it later.
1: (laughs) Hashtag save Patricia. No, that's bad.
0: Patricia can cook.
1: Yeah, Patricia, hashtag Patricia can cook. Thank you. Home Improvement 2018. No Tim Allen. Yeah. And with the rest of the characters, you can add us.
0: Oh, gosh. You can totally do a spinoff of, you know, the three boys coming to live together and their older age.
1: Oh, man. What if Home Improvement became like a full house scenario?
0: That is so good.
1: They all had to move to San Francisco for some catalyst and they move in right next door to DJ Tanner in Fuller House. You could have two whole separate shows, Fuller House and whatever this Home Improvement Full House spinoff is going to be. And then you could have a third show where half the casts mingle together at like their work or something.
0: You're out of control.
1: I mean, why-
0: Hollywood I mean, can't handle your big ideas, man.
1: Just have me be a part of it, okay? That's all I want. Just let me be a part of it when you make this brilliant idea. Deal. Netflix, you can do this. Yeah, call me. Britney's my writing partner, yeah. so it's <laughs> both of us are nothing. Yeah. I'm talking to you right now. You. You. The one with the power. Let's not, let's not get into a power dynamic, but- as you can tell, we're, we're making good episodes and we're dedicated to the cause. Brittany, should we jump into Season 3, Episode 14 of Home Improvement, entitled Dream On? Shall we? The description for this episode goes like this. Al doesn't want to come to dinner with the Taylors after Eileen has a dream about Tim riding on a golden stallion and tight bicycle shorts. Yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: That's the description that gives away the entire episode.
1: That is true. Spoiler. Let's dive right in. Okay.
0: Does everybody know what time it is? Tool
1: time! We start with Heidi introducing tool time, which is not always there. Sometimes on the shows, they're already in the middle of the episode. Yeah. This is one of the ones where Heidi's pretty high energy. Sometimes she's a little low energy. Maybe it's because the actor knows that she has only that line in that episode. <laughs>
0: And she even throws out an enthusiastic, woo!
1: Oh, yeah. And it's got to be the audience. Yeah. Right? When you got an audience, they're like an on-location episode. What's there to get pumped for? I don't know. Tim's going to blow something up. Hopefully. But looks like they're going to sand a table.
0: Yeah, that's what it looks like. And Tim refuses to wear gloves while he's sanding. And Al's kind of standing over him, being like, Tim, you should wear the gloves. You know, you never know if you have an allergy. Allergies can develop over time, which as I get older, I can attest to.
1: And Tim's like, Al, I am a man. So if I think hard enough, I can be immune to any disease. Mm
0: hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he holds up his hands and they inflate as if they like are balloons.
1: This is one of those moments where I'm not sure, like, is it a gag? Is it not a gag? Are we supposed to just say, ha 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 ha, this show's funny because these opening parts rarely connect with
0: reality,
1: another part of the episode. (laughs) Yeah. Or like the longer story.
0: But I actually I did think that it was real. And I was like, wow, that's pretty serious. They should call an ambulance.
1: And then we hit the opening credits. I may have said this last time we watched opening credits, but when Brad is just staring at the camera, (laughs) When they're like panning across the kids. I think they're supposed to be watching the house like fly away. Oh. Because everyone else is like looking up. But Brad just like stares at the camera for the longest time before like going, Oh yeah, I'm supposed to be watching this fake house fly away. It's so awkward. But also, what story is the is this set of opening credits telling you?
0: Oh me personally, lots of things. Patricia Richardson. Zachary Ty Pryan, just kidding. It's painting a picture of, you know, home improvement of the truest kind. They watch him on TV, he builds things, they're kind of, like, sassy, and there's, like, some narratives going on, you know, like, Al and Tim rolling their eyes at each other.
1: Yeah, I guess it does a good job of, like, telling who the characters are.
0: You know exactly what you're getting when you see this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting a middle-class white family with a dad who sucks. Now, when the map rolls up, you also hear like a "owie, owie, owie." What do we do with the kids in the What do you think we do the kids in the little? That's not in the first season, and I only knew what they finally said by turning on the closed captions. It's that's like one of those like weird like my OCD makes me like think of little phrases like that, or like when you have to listen to a song eight times in a day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just get fixated on stuff. Anyway, Tim walks in and admits to it being a gag. It changes the weird narrative of like, does Tim set up these things? Like, is he smarter than we give him credit for on the show?
0: I mean, definitely not. But at this moment, you think that for a second. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Like, it is weird. Like, how much is planned on this show? And is that part of why it's his show? Or is it like, let's just lean into how awkward Tim makes this show in general?
0: So, Al is in a bad mood. He wants to cancel dinner plans with Tim and Jill.
1: Feverishly unbuttoning his flannel.
0: Yes, yes. He's very upset. He's in the dressing room, which is made out of plywood. Oh, and he has a closet full of flannel shirts. Tim finally gets it out of him why he's upset. Al's girlfriend, Eileen. You recall Eileen, right? Oh, yes. She had a sexy dream about Tim. Not
1: just a sexy dream. Tim was writing a golden stallion while wearing tight bicycle shorts
0: L admits that he knows that it's not tim's fault which i really appreciate someone acknowledging that because i'm so tired of people getting angry at other people about dreams
1: yep happens to you like three times a week
0: yeah (laughs) you would be surprised
1: all i can think of is Tim would never make a fashion choice of tight bicycle shorts. I mean, he's a leather suspenders type of guy.
0: But they decide to go ahead and do the din -din.
1: Yeah, Tim's like, I'm going to give you shit about this, but I understand what's going on, dude. Yeah. And Al's still a little like, I don't know. And he kind of storms out saying his joke about he wishes he was wearing skimpy bicycle shorts. And Tim's like, ooh, I shudder at the idea of that. We cut to a scene... Possibly my favorite scene in the entire episode, where Brandy, Rad, and Mark are playing Scrabble. You know, when kids used to just play board games together.
0: Before computers.
1: Yep. Even though they have a computer, but this is the time of the family computer.
0: And you can't watch porn on that.
1: Hell no. Uh, Unless you know how to... Never mind. (laughs) So, Brandy puts down melon. Gets like 14 points or something. Brad puts down O-L-O-G-Y. Ology. and Randy's like, "Whoa, hold on. Melanology? That's not a word." And Brad's like, "Melanology, the study of melons." Heyo. Pretty solid joke. You don't think it gets much better than that. But then Randy comes with the quip of, "Fucking call the melanologist?" Wow, topping it. Yeah. Tim comes in. He's like, "Hell yeah, melanology." Is Randy the only sane one here? Anyway, I really love that scene.
0: No, go for it. Because it keeps going. It keeps getting better.
1: It doesn't stop. Tim is now in the garage talking to Jill saying, I'm so proud of Brad. He put down melanology and Scrabble. And Jill's like,
0: that's not a word, Tim.
1: Melanology, the study of guys named Mel. <laughs> what? That's, so good. That's solid. I don't, they, they, they submitted so much time to this joke
0: somebody in the writer's room really hit the nail on is that too good to hit the nail on the head i'm sorry i was just like then i was proud of myself (laughs) tim lets jill know that al and eileen are not coming to dinner because of the whole dream and i love that jill's like what'd she eat before she went to sleep
1: wow she must have had a big bean burrito
0: And I'm like, damn, that is so good. <laughs> and then they talk about how, like, oh, well, what, what does Jill dream about when she's sleeping? And, and that's kind of a valid thing. I was like, well, actually, now I want to know all of my favorite fictional characters. I want to know what they dream about, you know.
1: <laughs> we only get one dream episode of Frasier, if I remember correctly.
0: And I'm sure you do.
1: Well, he remembers a sex dream about a male coworker. worker wee uh-oh, <laughs> warning! 90s warning.
0: Crossover!
1: I want a crossovers podcast or a crossover TV show where I can just say, "Mm, let's put these two characters together.
0: We can do that. Hey, the person with power that was listening that we were talking about earlier.
1: Yeah, let's just make it a podcast. We'll hire all of your favorite classic actors and comedians and impressionists.
0: Yes. So Jill's still being grilled about who she dreams about. Tim throws out there Bullwinkle? Scooby-Doo? No. She dreams about Tarzan.
1: Tarzan.
0: Yeah, Tarzan of the jungle. And she starts detailing her sexy dream about Tarzan, and it gets a little bit too hot and heavy, personally.
1: You, you just don't think of Tarzan in the same way that Jill does.
0: I don't. I, I consider him more of a father figure, if anything.
1: A father figure?
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: Anyway... I think this says something about Jill as a character, that she, outside of her dreams, is married to a wild man.
0: A caveman.
1: A grunting, evolution-filled, tool-holding, modern man.
0: Can we also note that during this whole scene, she's holding like tiny little raw Cornish hens in her hand, stuffing them with... Rice or something?
1: I don't think they said anything about Jill being a bad cook here because it's all about the dream that Tim starred in.
0: You can't really come down on someone about their cooking when they're holding raw chicken talking about their sex dreams with Tarzan. And if you don't believe me, try.
1: Yeah. Send in photos.
0: <laughs> Prove it. I hope they do. Oh my God, I hope they do. I hope and pray. <laughs> Getting on my knees and praying that people <laughs> send in... <laughs> Physical proof that they can, okay. (laughs) Al and Eileen show up, and it's actually not that awkward. I don't get many awkward vibes.
1: Yeah, Eileen's playing it totally cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, but like Tim like rubs her back and stuff, which I think is a little weird. I'm like, don't rub it in.
1: That's also like super 90s denim shirt dude in the suburbs. Like, welcome to our home. Let me guide you by putting my arm on your lower back. Al, here's a firm handshake.
0: And then they offer Al a cheese ball, some of the cheese ball. And Al says, I love a good cheese ball, which same.
1: I don't think you can really go wrong with a cheese ball.
0: And again, if you think that you can, send in the proof.
1: Yeah, (laughs) prove it. That's all I'm saying. Prove it. Al's got an incredible flannel sweater. I don't know. I guess it's just plaid if it's a sweater, right? Yeah. You know, I really want to dig into the outfits in this scene.
0: Tim is wearing his finest denim button-up shirt. Eileen's wearing her finest denim vest.
1: With a skirt that might as well have horses all over it.
0: Yeah, might as well.
1: Al's got his flannel, but like, he's got the corduroys.
0: The corduroys and flannel. It's a nice, nice dinner party.
1: Oh, yeah, with the cheese log. And go for Jill.
0: Oh, Jill, she's perfection. She's 90% good, and just the only bad thing about her is that she can't cook.
1: Apparently, but everyone's digging this cheese. So as they're talking, Tim says that Jill cooked stallion. And then Jill shoots him a look, and he's like, oh, I meant scallion. That's not a... (sighs) Tim wanted to give this away that he knew he wanted to talk about it
0: Rob you like you're like a detective you pick up on everything and then you miss this very obvious clue
1: what did i miss
0: eileen says i'm so hungry i could eat a horse and al and tim both choke on their wine
1: oh that's right
0: and that's why tim goes on the tirade like well jill cooked stallion i mean scallion i mean she didn't make bicycle shorts but
1: oh my god when tim like when his face is like Mm, I didn't say bicycle shorts, as if no one's going to hear him.
0: Yeah. Everyone gets in an argument over whose fault it is that Eileen had the dream.
1: And it's no one's fault.
0: It's no one's fault. It's like, what are you going to do? Put my subconscious on child?
1: Yeah. Like, it, uh, it plays by its own rules. It's a bad boy.
0: <laughs> Eileen leaves. She's pissed. Elle goes after her. And you can hear them arguing on the porch.
1: It's not a situation you want to be in, which leads to an argument in the house between Tim and Jill. And Jill's like, what are you doing? You have the complete control over saying this. And he's like, oh, I don't know. It's I was just it slipped. And it just goes into more talk about how it's a silly dream and how Tim should understand how Eileen is feeling.
0: Oh, yeah. Jill's like, how do you think Al's feeling? How do you think Eileen's feeling? How do you think I'm feeling? And Tim's like, how do you think i'm feeling which is so valid right
1: yeah someone had a dream that makes you feel on top of the world so you're welcome but at this point he might have a bigger point i mean like everyone's arguing over it and he's like fuck i just wanted us to like get it out in the open so we can like move past it maybe
0: yeah yeah Al comes back in, though, and he says Eileen broke up with them and took his car, which seems like a really big reaction.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a federal crime.
0: Yeah. You can't exactly steal someone's car just because you're mad at them. Believe me, I've tried.
1: We'll come back to that later, but first, we have to go to Wilson's... Tai Chi lesson. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's balancing his yin and his yang. And we hit that moment in the episode where Tim has to get some advice from a very smart yet casually he he drops some not so cool phrases. But most of the time he's he's a pretty, pretty smart guy, an educated being.
0: Well, I love that. He he just like uses the first opportunity he sees like a new person to tell them about the sex dream again though you know what I mean it's like didn't you just like learn that maybe you just don't talk about this dream anymore but you know Wilson's like well
1: shut the fuck up
0: yeah perhaps but he's like well well you know what happened. And he's like, well, she had a sex dream about me. And instead of Wilson being like, yeah, stop talking about it, it, he just quotes Cervantes and Carl Jung, and then Tim feels like he's smart. You know what I mean?
1: And I wonder if Tim's going to mispronounce it later on when he's trying to give the advice.
0: Oh, a girl can dream. Just kidding. A girl could watch 12 seasons of this.
1: (laughs) The big point about this, though, is that like something about letters, correct? Yes. It's like names and letters in the dreams, uh, is what Young thought, in particular, like the first initials.
0: Which I kind of think is bogus. I usually, you know, agree with Young theories, but not that one. That's kind of like weird.
1: Yeah, that, that one's a little like uh, stupid.
0: Yes, yeah, stupid. So Tim's like, oh, if Jill wants to be with Tarzan, T, that's actually me, Tim and Jane is Jay for Jill. So this totally makes sense and he walks back in. Works out. Yeah, I'm like oh, totally. It totally works out and that makes zero sense.
1: So we're back at tool time, getting ready and Al comes in and he's not his usual jocular self.
0: He announces that Eileen still has his car. Why isn't anybody as upset about this as I am? If somebody took off with my car, I would call the police.
1: Yeah, uh, where the fuck is your car, Eileen? <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, I think you can't just take people's cars.
1: Did they say how much time's gone by?
0: He said, I'm sorry about the other night, which to me implies that it's been a few days.
1: Yeah. It's like over the weekend, they're filming again on Monday.
0: Yeah. So Tim half apologizes with one of those, I'm only mean to people I like, which is it just me or do you? I, I can't stand when people use that. You know, when people are like rag on you too hard and you're like, can you stop? They're like, no, I'm only doing it because I like you. I'm like, well, then I wish that you didn't like me.
1: Yeah, uh, it's the worst.
0: Can you just be nice to me and I don't care if you like me or not?
1: How about just be a civilized human being and play by the rules we all agree to? Not being a dick.
0: Oh, wait. So when you make fun of my weight and my beard, it's because you like me? I hate it.
1: (laughs) When you make fun of my mother every single work day and somehow it's not a fireable offense?
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. If it was me, I would have a lawsuit. Ugh. I would settle out of court. It's fine.
1: (laughs) Just give me some money, Benford. Yeah. Eileen's back. She decides that she can just show up whenever she wants. She's like, you know, I've had your car for enough time. Here's your keys.
0: And then she's like, okay, well, I'm going back to work now. And he's like, wait, do you mind if we talk? (laughs) Is that not a...
1: Your work's 10 miles from here. (laughs) And so they talk and Al's like, well, the real thing here is that toxic masculinity had blinded me from feeling like I was enough of a man. And she's like, no, you're the manliest man I know. Tim finds a way to butt in with some Carl Jung knowledge that he gets wrong. He calls him yin-yang-young.
0: Well, they, they, they make up.
1: They make up, <laughs> but Tim, like, he ties it together with, like, you know, he says the first initial things, Tim Taylor, TT, tater tot, put a flannel on a tater tot, you got Al.
0: My favorite part is when they make up, they, like, rub their foreheads together, and then they make out. <laughs> But I was just like, oh, I've never tried that move before. That's really weird. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, it's supposed to be like we truly love each other by showing some sort of non orifice touching.
0: Yeah, orifice touching. Oh, that's the new open mouth
1: kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Tim sneaks in and takes a look at them making out a bit. And then we cut to a scene of a candlelit dinner at the Taylor household. Jill comes down in a fantastic green and red plaid blazer. She's like, what's going on? And we see Tim swing in from outside.
0: Swinging in a really bad Tarzan costume.
1: Yeah, like gave someone 20 bucks and said, go find a Tarzan outfit.
0: It was definitely the 90s because, you know, nowadays it would have been like the best Tarzan costume.
1: Yeah, form fitting.
0: And, and he even has a bad accent to match. He does some like weird accent when he's like
1: trying to do me, Tim, you Jill.
0: It's very weird. Then we get a bonus, bonus bloopers. You know how I feel about bloopers.
1: you loving the bloops. This is the bleep bloop section. <laughs> get ready. If you've got a theme song you'd like to submit to our blooper section, we'll play it anytime a show has bloopers at the end.
0: I can't wait for that to happen. Yes returning to my knees to pray again
1: and we will play that song until the next person submits a blooper song
0: so that's guaranteed if you're the first to submit you might just be the only one
1: very very true i hope you write good songs
0: But these bloopers are surrounding the gag from the beginning with the big hands making jokes like you look like a blowfish and shouldn't have had that last burrito as if burritos is what makes the palms of your hands really fat.
1: Richard Karn is, I don't know, he's like so genuine here. Like, it's not funny.
0: Yeah, it's not funny.
1: But he's like such a charming man.
0: He's just having the time of his life.
1: Like he breaks because they haven't said cut. He's not acting. And like he does like, yeah, like he said, he looks like a bluefish. Almost. It's like he's not trying to be funny. He's like, this is just what it looks like. And then he does, like, the, this little piggy went to the market. Like, it's so dumb. But, like, I don't, ha- don't want to hate on it because it's just like, this is one of those rare moments where you see, uh, like, a Richard Carn,
0: A Richard Carn spotted in his natural habitat. Speaking of Richard Carn, tweet us back, man. We, we both sent you a tweet. This is super embarrassing in front of our friends that they saw that we tweeted you and you didn't freaking get a tweet back.
1: Yeah. We chose an Al-centric episode.
0: We want Al.
1: But we we're not hating. We'll be nice.
0: No, we, we love Al. It's, it's fine. We love you. We love you. We're talking to you directly.
1: Okay, Brittany. So what do you think? What are you thinking next? What are we doing next?
0: Next is my friend Rob's coming to town. Excuse me, who? Yeah, my friend Robert. Ah. Yeah, sorry. I was using familiar, you know, shorthand. Rob, short for (laughs) Robert-ford.
1: Ah, Rob short for Robert-ford. Got it.
0: So he's coming to visit Los Angeles. And so we thought we would do some vacation-themed episodes. This is going to be a little less structured and more fueled by the excitement of the sunshine of Los Angeles and alcohol, perhaps
1: being in the same room,
0: being in the same room (laughs) and by multiple vacation episodes. You remember back in the 90s specifically that everyone was like, oh, there's like the Hawaii episode or the Vegas episode or the Disney World episode. Honeymoon
1: in Vegas.
0: Yep. Yep, so. Wait, is that,
1: what is it? No, it was a wedding in Vegas, the Saved by the Bell one. Oh, so bad.
0: Yes, it's terrible. And we perhaps might talk about it on the next episode.
1: Yeah. I'm excited.
0: I'm excited.
1: You get excited, audience. Find us online. You can tweet at us. Use that hashtag that we've all decided to use at this point. And we'll see you next week. All right, bye.